because democracy basically means government by the people, of the people, for the people. But the people are retarded. Welcome, 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 everybody, to America Unhinged Radio. I am your host, the Cosmic Rotter. Please give me that like, comment, that share, subscribe. We got a short stream, but a good one here. I found a very interesting thread on Twitter at, <clears throat> by this gentleman named at Dom Lucre, Dom underscore Lucre, all lowercase. Let me go ahead and put this here. But before we get started, I have to like say this for the uh, algorithms on YouTube. This is an educational and reactional video. This is a newsworthy event. I am reporting on a Twitter thread and will show several videos that are obviously on YouTube for educational purposes. And we are just going to um, talk about it. Apparently the Linda Forster uh, de Rothschild is being named as the connection between Epstein and the Royal family, according to this thread. But before we get to the thread, before we get to the part that's likely to get me uh, booted off the YouTubes, let's just go ahead and, watch a historical video who is the Rothschild family and how much power do they have all right let's go ahead and get started with this let me see how the video quality is going to do here I think it should be all right in our recent videos we've seen a lot of comments asking us to talk about the Rothschild family this family's been accused of nearly every conspiracy we could find they're alleged to be leaders of secret societies, run the world's media and financial systems, and other shady dealings. The name Rothschild is synonymous with extravagant old world wealth. But we wanted to find out who exactly are the Rothschilds. Old world meets new, for sure, with this story. Well, the Rothschild family, as we know them today, began with Meyer Amschel Rothschild. He lived in the 18th century and served as a court Jew for German nobility. As odd as it sounds today, a court Jew was actually a respected banking position. At the time, the act of charging interest for money borrowed, or usury, was prohibited by the Bible. However, Jews had no such religious restriction. They could every finances. Rothschild quickly amassed a huge fortune working for powerful European nobles and married the daughter of another court Jew. They had five sons, who each established extensive banking industries in five major European... This is mainly for the new subscribers that have joined over the last week or so due to my Eliza Blue video. Some of my shorts have done pretty well. Um, countries. Let's Germany, go. Austria, Britain, Italy, and France. In order to keep their massive fortunes from dispersing too widely, Meyer forced his children into arranged marriages within the family, not unlike royal intermarriage. Moreover, his will barred female descendants from a full inheritance. Since then, the Rothschilds have built up even further by serving as Europe's bankers during major conflicts, including the French Revolution and both sides of the Napoleonic Wars. They've also been involved in funding massive projects like the Suez Canal and once even bailed out the Bank of England. But are they really part of a massive Jewish banking media conspiracy to establish a new world? We do not believe this on my channel. Well, all evidence points to no. Understandably, many Rothschild descendants hold high-ranking business and banking positions around the world. 
but it's not hard to see that old aristocratic There's families have Rothschild. greater access to opportunity and end up in high-ranking positions that other people may not have access to. Additionally, although the Rothschild Group is one of the largest global investment banks, the family itself is not nearly as rich as some make them out to be. A frequent figure used in connection with the family's wealth is $500 trillion. It's estimated that in the entire world, there are between one and two quadrillion dollars. And in fact, the global GDP is reportedly less than a hundred trillion. So the idea that the Rothschilds control anywhere from half to a quarter of all the wealth on earth is effectively impossible. More realistically, the impossible. LA Times reports that the Rothschild fortune is estimated between 350 billion and one trillion dollars, which is still a considerable amount. But that money is split among a large number of descendants, so individual Rothschilds rarely appear on Forbes or Fortune wealth lists. While the old Jewish banking family is certainly wealthy and relatively secretive, there's little to no evidence supporting a vast conspiracy. But chances are, people who already believe there is one won't be convinced. Another, even more popular conspiracy group is the secretive Illuminati. Who are they? Do they really control the world? All right, we're not going to get... There, we don't need to cover that. Most of us are pretty red-pilled and based on this channel. Let's get to the thread. Let's see how long uh, we can stay up on uh, on the old uh, YouTube. Here's the Twitter I'm following. This is the one I wanted to share today. It's not going to be the longest, um, you know, the longest story, the longest video I've done. We'll let everybody get on with some football and some other things today. I'll also be on Satellite Jack's channel here in a matter of hours, so... Don't forget to tune in there. Here we go. Lynn Forrester de Rothschild's brother, Ken, owned and operated a private terminal at Teterboro Airport in New Jersey named Million Air. Teterboro Airport was the travel hub of Jeffrey Epstein's S-trafficking operation. Million Air is listed in Jeffrey Epstein's Black Book. Lynn Forrester de Rothschild wrote a letter to Bill Clinton in 1995 mentioning a discussion she had with President Clinton regarding Epstein. During the course of 1997 and 1998, Lynn Forrester de Rothschild made five separate trips with Jeffrey Epstein on his plane. In 2000, Lynn Forrester de Rothschild sold a Manhattan townhouse to Jeffrey Epstein for $8.5 million below its market value. Glenn Maxwell moved into this townhouse shortly after and lived there until 2015. Five, there's evidence to suggest Lynn Forster and Rothschild may have introduced Jeffrey Epstein to Alan Dershowitz, Nathan Mirvold, Prince Andrew, and Bill Clinton. Six, Lynn Forster and Rothschild began her career at a law firm tangentially associated with a district attorney whose office attempted to downgrade Epstein's S offender status in 2011. In 2013, Lynn Forster and Rothschild was placed on an advisory board of Deutsche Bank, which at the time was trying to expand its U.S. clientele. A month after her appointment, Deutsche Bank recruited Jeffrey Epstein as a client. The 2015 release of the Jeffrey Epstein's flight logs sealed four out of the five pages logging flights Lynn Forster had taken with him. A pattern in the flight log pages sealed suggested this was intentional. Lynn Forrester, the Rothschild husband, Evelyn de Rothschild, was a listed contact in Jeffrey Epstein's Black Book, yet she is not. Lynn Forrester, the woman behind the curtain. Lynn started her academic education at Pomona Institution, a private liberal arts college of the West Coast, where she graduated with honors as a member of the prestigious Phi Beta Kappa Society in 1976. 
Since its founding in 1776, Phi Beta Kappa has produced 17 presidents, 40 Supreme Court justices, 136 Nobel laureates, and a steady stream of roughly 50 members of Congress or the Senate. Lynn Forster and Rothschild first got involved in politics back in 1976 when she had worked on the successful senatorial campaign of Democrat Daniel Patrick Moynihan. Hillary Clinton began her political career as a senator from New York. The seat which she won in 2000 was the same one previously held by Daniel Moynihan, who had resigned it the previous year. A major backer of Hillary's senatorial campaign was Lynn Forrester de Rothschild, who, as mentioned, had worked on the campaign to elect Moynihan to this very same Senate seat in 1976. In 1992, she became actively involved in Bill Clinton's presidential campaign and served on his National Information Infrastructure Advisory Council from 1992 to 1995. National Information Infrastructure Advisory Council. Very interesting. In 1993, Epstein began making donations to the White House Historical Society and started to meet with a White House staffer within Clinton's orbit called Mark Middleton. An article from March 31st, 1995 records Jeffrey Epstein as having been among 16 donors who attended a $100,000 per head Clinton fundraiser dinner hosted by Ron Perlman and attended by Bill Clinton. You can see uh, Jimmy Buffett is also in this picture, Don Johnson. DeAndre Douglas, wife of Michael Douglas, Sugar Magnet, some guy I don't know, Don Fowler, Paul Prospero, Paul Prosperi. One month after the fundraiser, a scanned copy of the letter archived in the Clinton Digital Library establishes the first direct connection between Lynn Forster to Rothschild, Bill Clinton, and Jeffrey Epstein. From April 27th, 1995, Dear Mr. President, it was a pleasure to see you recently at Senator Kennedy's house. There's too much to discuss in too little time. Using my 15 seconds of access to discuss Jeffrey Epstein and currency stabilization, I neglected to talk with you about a topic near and dear to my heart, namely affirmative action and the future. I'm sending you a copy of a memo George Stephanopoulos asked me to prepare and an article about my participation in an FCC set aside program. I would very much like to continue my involvement with this issue. You deserve a lot of credit for many of your initiatives in this area. Let me know if I can help you in any way. Sincerely, Lynn Forrester de Rothschild. Lynn would become both board member and major donor to the McCain Institute and was later founded in 2012. When Maxwell came under fire for her relationship to Epstein, a number of tabloid magazines began publishing rumors spread by friends of Maxwell, claiming that Lynn Forrester had, in fact, made the introduction to Epstein and Prince Andrew at her Hampton's property in 1999. There's a picture right there. She's everywhere at one time. When Trump said you have no idea what they had planned, you had no idea. Also, I am not suicidal. That is the thread from Dom Lucre on Twitter. Breaker narratives. <laughs> Pretty interesting stuff. I am not suicidal either. Before we end this little presentation, I want to share this uh, Vice little video. Um for you guys on how this is all conspiracy theory. You guys should definitely not believe this. We do not believe this on my channel. This is a reactionary educational video only. So let's go ahead and present this. Uh, this one, the most dangerous conspiracy theory in the world by Vice. You guys are going to love it. 
The internet has been accused of wrecking many things over the years. The record industry, blockbuster video, travel agents, roadmaps, empathy, civilized debate, and porno mags. One thing it hasn't killed, though, is the conspiracy theory. In fact, the internet is breathing new life into some it's crazy conspiracies. ideas that have been doing the rounds for centuries. Well, I don't know much about the movement other than I understand they like me very much. I'm glad we're getting to know the truth here. QAnon is a Trump-era conspiracy theory. It's basically an ever-expanding web of madness designed to make Trump look as if he's fighting a secret global movement. Just wait for it. It's not exactly about QAnon. QAnon is so famous now that even your gran knows about it. In fact, that's basically the problem. What's up, Ross? Your John Arch. So do all her Facebook friends. But QAnon isn't as new as you'd imagine. It's basically a version of every old conspiracy theory. And at its heart is a thing called the Protocols of the Elders of Zion, the most damaging conspiracy theory in history. The Protocols of the Elders of Zion is a hundred-year-old book. We do book. not believe this on It's my a book channel. that was read by Hitler and a book that inspired the 9-11 terrorists. It is perhaps the most dangerous book ever published. A crazy lie that has hung it. over the head of every single Jewish person ever since. The book claims to be a real <coughs> record of a secret meeting. In this secret meeting, powerful Jewish people plot to take over the world, secretly start wars, manipulate banks and media, and form an eternal one-world government. It's all not true. Obviously, this is an insane racist Totally fantasy. not happening. The Protocols was proven to be a hoax in 1921. It was most likely the work of the Russian Empire's secret police, looking to whip up support for the Tsar by scapegoating a minority. Oh, it's Russia. In this case, Jewish people. It's Russia's fault. Despite the fact that the vast majority of European so Jews lived in abject poverty, the existence of a few wealthy Jewish families was spun into conspiracy theories of an insular and self-interested Hebrew cabal out to control the world. This is all clearly an insane lie. Unfortunately, the world is a very racist place, so plenty of people were happy to believe it. When the protocols was published, it was followed by a wave... Once again, this is a reactionary educational video of a newsworthy Twitter thread that is getting um, thousands of views right now. This is not the opinion of my channel. Um, It's being shared to, you know, just to break the news the violent mob riots that led to thousands of Jews being killed. And in America, Henry Ford, the guy who made Ford cars, gave away half a million copies for free. More recently, Colonel Gaddafi and Hamas are among those who've used them to bolster anti-Semitic resentment in the Middle East. And it was even the inspiration for a major Egyptian TV series as recently as 2012. <laughs> Interesting. The lies of the protocols spread so widely that its central idea of a secret evil group ruling the planet is now fairly common. It is the center point for many conspiracy theories. Mars Bar says Gaddafi looks like Carlos Santana sometimes. See, I like Jack is in the chat. I'll be on there later, by the way. Thank you guys for coming in. Yay for Epstein News. Mars Bar says, why we never see them in the same place? Especially QAnon. Q 
QAnon gospel claims that the world is run by the families of Hillary Clinton, who isn't Jewish, George Soros, who is, and the Rothschilds, who are as well. Q says that they- We do not believe in QAnon, and I, th- I do also think it's funny how they're completely mischaracterizing it in a way. They run the media, control the banks, invent wars, and want to start a one-world government. Sound familiar? But what about QAnon's claim that these powerful people also drink the blood of children? Well, child murder isn't directly in the protocols, but it is based on about to say some dark stuff right here. Protocols, blood libel. Blood libel is the ancient racist myth spread by the Christian Church that Jewish people brutally murder Christian children in order to use their blood in religious rituals. And this is exactly what QAnon claim the Clintons and their secret society do as well. Except in the Q story, killing children is about adrenochrome. Oh no. Adrenochrome Not is the a word. chemical Not that, that word. Q followers claim flows through children's veins that the evil elites drink to get high. Actual scientists have never seen massively fussed about adrenochrome. You're talking to but Mars. Western counterculture has been mythologizing the stuff ever since Aldous Huxley wrote about it while off his face back in 1954. In A Clockwork Orange, Alex and his gang of sociopaths neck pints of milk laced with adrenochrome between bouts of ultraviolence. And in Hunter S. Thompson's Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, the character Dr. Gonzo claims it only works if you get it from the adrenal gland of a living human body. There is conspiracies that the coronavirus is a cover-up for what is truly happening right now. Even over in England, they say that the queen has been taking this to outstand and live a longer life, and it's said to give you eternal youth. Totally not During real. coronavirus lockdown, QAnon assumed that many celebrities were looking less glam than usual because the pandemic was cutting off their supply of young blood, causing them adrenochrome withdrawal. Do not let them normalize pedophilia. Based. Whoa, that's violent. Yes, I am. I think we're all QAnon zero. Most of us, they take right. children and they sacrifice these children. People in power want their subjects to fantasize about shadowy elites that don't exist. That way, they're not questioning the power structures that do. Well, I don't know much about the movement other than I understand they like me very much, uh, which I appreciate. You are secretly saving the world from this satanic cult of pedophiles and cannibals. Is that supposed to be a bad thing or a good thing? (laughs) If, uh, If I can help save the world from problems, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to put myself out there. And we are, actually. Some leaders are so bad, so full of lies, their followers have had to believe in a legion of secret pedo-vampire societies in order to make their leader look like the goody. All right, everybody, that's my little show for the afternoon before I hop on Jack's channel. Everybody give it that like, comment, that share, subscribe. Um, All that was found on verified um, news sources like Vice News and... uh, now this news whatever other channel that was (laughs) and that twitter thread was pretty based by the way this is where you should go to find that and um yeah check out jack's show later i can't wait to hop on have a good night everybody